This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing this week? I, man, I'm doing great. Just the normal uh, lamenting the fact that it's, uh, you know, hot as the surface of the sun here in, <laughs> here, here in the deep south. And uh, man, yeah, just uh, covered up with humidity, but uh, not letting it get in the way of, uh, you know, having a good summer, man. It's been, uh, been a lot of fun, um, you know, crazy around the shop, lots of uh, pipe smokers in and out uh, looking for, uh, you know, Father's Day gifts. We've uh, kind of had a Father's Day and now post Father's Day, Day sale. And so uh, it, it's always funny. Of course, we laughed before about uh, all the folks coming in that do their shopping for uh, quote unquote dad, which which generally means themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, yeah, it's been it's been great. Uh, all, all is good in the pipe world and uh, in the John David Cole world. We're just kind of wide open, you know, uh, still working on uh, nursery room for uh, baby girl Cole, which is coming up soon, and um, yeah, man, things are things are exciting. What's what's happening with you in Houston, man? Oh uh, man, you know you're right to comment on the uh, the weather here in the Deep South. But it feels though like in in Houston, it's even more humid than it was in Jackson, and like like we're basically in the tropics. Like like this is this is how my mindset has uh has yeah, kind of yeah processed the the amount of humidity. Uh, have I told you that I want to get a parrot? <laughs> Hold on, Can, is, say that again. You want to get a parrot? Yeah, I was. Th- I, I, I've been thinking about getting a parrot. <laughs> no, I think it's is good. this like is this a continuation of your pirate obsession or like is, I, it, is it does it come in a gift pack with like an eye patch or something or like <laughs> how, how is this like okay just 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 do tell. It's the first I've heard of this. You know, I, I was thinking about getting a parrot. I, I've I've thought about it for some time. <laughs> And, uh, and and I have not made a decision one way or the other, but I was thinking about it the other day. And we're in kind of basically the tropical climate in such oh, Houston, Houston is. You know, it, it, it really, it, it, if it's not, it should be. I mean, it's exactly. right there on the border, right? Yeah. And, and so there's, I mean, like, this is the natural uh, habitat for, uh, for, for, for like a tropical bird. And so I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll um, I'm thinking, I don't know, I'm just thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Now everybody's going to start writing and saying, do you know how loud they are and how long they live? And yes, I've done my research. And yes, I I realize work in audio and yes, uh, that's <laughs> not a good quote unquote good idea. And maybe well, John David Cole, it has something to do with my pirate thing, but, but just maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I mean, it, it, is it ever necessarily though a bad idea to buy a pet that can remember what you say and then outlive you by 75 years? Yeah. I mean, I like, mean, it, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. I mean, n- nothing could go wrong at all. Right. Like I think, I think they ha- still have, uh, Winston Churchill's parrot, I think, died like 15 years ago or something, and it was still like it, until it died, it was still cursing Hitler and things oh, like wow. that. Well, there you go. There you go. So I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, Bo. Like you could, your your parrot might uh, be making derogatory comments towards like you know Apple products in 19, you know, in 2065 when well, Apple's bird. been defunct for uh, you know 60 <laughs> years at that point. So I, I I don't know, man. I just think uh, yeah, it's a uh, no, it's it's great. I'm for it. You know, I'm for it. Have you thought about what parrot names you might go with? I've I've, I've considered a few, but um, I'll hold on to that though. But I mean, like think about it. you get a long church warden, straight church warden. You get kind of a smaller parrot. It's just like perched on your church warden while you're smoking. <laughs> 
be amazing. It could be amazing. Uh, it's just a meme factory, dude. I love it. I think so. Oh, I, I hope I need to, I need some mock-ups. Like, let's see what that looks like. But uh, no, man, it's it's uh, it's been good. You know, uh, it's it's interesting as we've been adjusting to the weather here. I was uh, this last past weekend. I got uh, tapped by uh, Tanner over at the Briar Shop here in Houston, uh, inviting me over. Man, they had a uh, Sir Jacopo trunk show going on, and uh, and it was really really awesome. I was able to go in, and you know, it was interesting because. You know, I'd, I'd had a very long week last week. I won't go into it, but just there was a ton of work that kind of all kind of came in at once. And then also kind of watching the kids and working from home. And, and, and it was just a very stressful week. And so finally kind of getting the opportunity to go out into the world and go downtown and and finally, honestly, seeing the Briar Shop because I hadn't had a chance to really visit before. And as soon as I pull in and I understand this is on like a gloriously beautiful day, just the skies open up. And this downpour, I mean, like you would have thought it was Noah's Ark part two, like, like just rain, just like wiped, wiped everything. It's so our bottom remember, fell out. Yeah. <laughs> the, the walk from the parking garage to the briar shop, like the humidity just like exhausted me so much that when I got there, I was just like, I just need to sit down and smoke my pot. <laughs> you know, like, but man, it's like, I'm happy to be here. Shop. It's really nice to meet all you guys, but please stay out of my way while I have my Zen moment. <laughs> man, yeah. I was a little bit like that. I kind of feel bad about it, but, but no, I mean, honestly, it's a beautiful shop. Uh, you know, it, it immediately, honestly made me feel a little homesick, man, because there is, yeah. uh, you know, there, there, there's some consistency there. You can see, uh, for one thing, you know, it's a, it's a female owned and operated shop in its history. And of course the, uh, the, the country squire has that as a portion of its legacy as well. And so, you can kind of almost feel that touch that's there. And then also just a vintage feel. They got kind of that same weight system that you've got. And like, inst- I missed you, man. I was sitting there uh, <laughs> drenched in humidity, able to sit down and join my pipe after like this long week. And I was just sitting there thinking, man, like, man, I miss John David. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> man, you had, you had your great caretaker though, Tanner and all the guys uh, at the Briar shop there, Austin and their whole crew. Um, you just do such a good job. And of course it's a, it's a historic shop, right? We've talked before about, um, you know how it's um, it, kind of like if the country squire had like a more sophisticated older brother, you know, <laughs> kind of <laughs> had its act together a little more like the brother that moved to the city and like, you know, made his first million and, you know, started his little picket fence and his 401k like that. That would be the briar shop compared to the country squire. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, they, they're actually they're about to go through kind of the, the same path that, that you went down with kind of the move and everything. Yeah, they're moving but, like next door, right? Yeah, so very similar. But anyway, beautiful shop. I, I strongly recommend it if you're ever in Houston. But this is great, man. So while I was there, um, I brought with me, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but I've got a tin of Frogmorton Cellar. And yeah. last time, uh, we, you, well, when you and I were in St. Louis, uh, we had the, an awesome opportunity to meet the guys there. And I was gifted while there with a tin of Frogmorton Cellar. And I, I was so excited because I thought at the time that I'd, I would never see another tin of Frogmorton Cellar again. And then I, I go back into my own cellar. And lo and behold, I discovered that, in fact, I did have a, a tin of Frogmorton Cellar. It was just previously opened and had been and was kind of dry to the bone and everything else. And so I've been going on a journey with this, testing out a lot of different methods of how to kind of re, regenerate this this old, you know, previously opened tin and everything. And uh, come up, I'll come up with some creative methods. I want to share one and then and then I want to kind of tie this back around real quick. Uh, for one thing, you know, those uh, coffee container or the coffee pour over uh, vase looking things. What am I thinking of? Like a, a Chemex, right? Chemex. That's exactly it. Yeah. Chemex. So, yeah. so we've got one of those Chemex things. And what I did was I boiled some water, I poured it into the Chemex, and then I took the pipe tobacco and packed it in one of the coffee wrap things, the little, you know, paper things you would normally put coffee in. 
and yeah. kind of put it on top where the coffee would be. So rather than doing pouring over it, of course, which I did not do, I, I already poured the water in. So the steam was going up through the Chemex and into, uh, yeah. into the package, right? And it was actually kind of containing it there. I did this twice and the results were pretty solid. That's great. Yeah, it's a really good idea. You, you basically steamed it over, I mean, boiling water uh, you, you know, just in your Chemex. So you use like a coffee filter to hold the, uh, the tobacco in there? Yeah. Yeah. And it worked out really well. But the problem was that it worked well for, you know, for like that day and that smoke. Yeah. But then after that, it was, you know, it kind of drawn out again. Mm-hmm. And so what uh, they hooked me up with over at the Briar Shop, I'd not seen one of these before. Yeah. And you might be familiar. Uh, let's see. Two-way hum- humidity control packet. Yeah. Are you familiar was, with this? Is it a, does it say Bovita or Zycar on the outside of it? Yeah. 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 So yeah. Bovita. Yeah, and so I'm I'm trying this because I had brought my tin with me to uh, to to smoke the tobacco, and uh, and I was kind of you know lamenting my uh, <laughs> the extreme homework that goes into creating the, <laughs> getting it ready to smoke, and uh, yeah, man, he he, uh, he gave me one, which is very very kind. Oh, and so uh, I've been uh, packing that in the uh, the tin. I'll let y'all know how that goes. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are those are really handy. You know, they invented those um, really to help uh, cigar smokers, um, you know, take care of their uh, cigars more easily you know it, back in the old days and, and still today a lot of folks prefer to use the method where you're buying these little uh, cartridges and filling it with distilled water or propylene glycol or something right. that yeah, yeah. Uh, can kind of uh, slowly emit some moisture into the air to humidify the the humidor well when they invented these uh, bovita packs they've bovita has since been bought by zycar I, I believe and then zycar actually has been bought by another company and so it's still uh, in flux but anyway this this company that makes these things your little packets that you're talking about and they they emit moisture up to a certain level if he gave you the small one uh, it probably is like a 69% humidity. Uh, I'm not sure. But, but what they do is they get uh, humidity up to that level. And then they actually will, uh, if it gets too humid, it'll actually suck in humidity. And so it's really right. it's really nice. It's kind of that, that two-way system like you talk about. And um, just does a really good job, uh, you know, not just for uh, cigars, but, but also for pipe tobacco. If you do use it for pipe tobacco, you probably do want the smaller pouch and um, and probably one of the lower humidity ones, um, you know, not the not the 72 or 75 ones, but maybe a 69 or, or even a 63. So, um, but yeah, man, that's great. I'm glad he, glad he hooked you up. I think you'll, I think you'll find that that helps quite a bit. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, uh, checking it out in a couple of days here and seeing what, seeing the, the difference. And like I said, I'll, I'll report back my findings, but, okay, um, good. Yeah. you know, any, anything to get that frog Morton cellar <laughs> back, back in shape, man, man I've been yeah. working it hard. Try <laughs> get you, get you one of those glass Mason jars, you know, and, and, and shove, uh, whatever, you know, frog Morton cellar you have left in the jar and then, and then the put tin that is so pretty. And it, it is, it is pretty, but it's also, uh, you know, uh, losing moisture like a piece of Swiss cheese. You know, it's just uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, a lot of opportunity there, uh, even in the little tin for uh, the you know the moisture to escape. So get you man, put that stuff in your mason jar and uh, you know seal it tight when you're not smoking it, and uh, maybe that'll help and, and keep your uh, keep your beautiful McClellan tin for uh, for posterity. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll pack it with like some candy or something after I'm washing out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, have that there on my desk. Yeah, you can do like Lee Von Erich did in the Father of the Flame thing and put your uh, least favorite trinket in there and then take it out back and, and shoot it or no! you know, hit it with a bat. No! Right? <laughs> no. My my feelings towards the fact that it's gone will not be taken out on this particular day. Uh, no, that's <laughs> that's probably wise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man, uh, speaking of wise, there, there are a few things more wise 
than uh, contributing to the Country Squire. What? Yes, that's right. Uh, through a couple of different ways. Yeah, that we want to share with you. Um, the first way, of course, is by contributing over uh, becoming a club member at patreon.com slash countrysquireradio. But even if you just want to become a patron for just a buck an episode or so, uh, help us out. It's a great way to support the show. And big shout out, by the way, to Rudolph uh, Quiraz, who actually just recently became a patron. So big thanks and shout out to Rudolph. You two can do that again at patreon.com slash countrysquireradio. Also, we have got an upcoming episode in our Pipe Culture series. Now, we have been doing a study or a look into various places one associates with smoking their pipes or perhaps has good memories with with smoking their pipes. And we want to hear from you. The place that we're looking at is the porch. Mm. And we'll be doing that in the next, uh, man, I guess the next week or so, probably about two weeks from now. So yeah. get those emails into us, show at countrysquireradio.com. Uh, be sure to put pipe culture in the uh, in the in the title for the uh, for the email so we can find them easily. And we will be reading your thoughts and sharing those out about smoking your pipe on the porch and what uh, memories and thoughts come to your mind there. John yeah. David, anything else before we jump into uh, this week's episode? Yeah, one one last uh, quick announcement. Of course, we mentioned this uh, last week, I believe, but uh, the Squire's 49-year uh, birthday celebration, birthday bash, will be on August 15th, 2019, from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, here in Jackson, Mississippi, at the Country Squire. And so uh, our, our, our precious little, uh, you know, pipe shop that has been here since 1970, we are uh, celebrating our 49th anniversary this August, and uh, August 15th is the, is the day, and uh, we'll be hanging out that day. Max Stokeby with uh, Lane Tobacco and Scandinavian Tobacco Group is actually coming to hang out with us, and he's going to have some stellar deals on uh, tin tobaccos. Think, uh, you know, your favorite tins of things like Orlick and Escudo, uh, all your Lane bulk favorites and Stokeby favorites, just a, a really good uh, healthy selection there. Uh, deals on that. And then also um, the Cigar Guys from General Cigar, which are partnered with uh, Lane and STG, uh, will be there as well. Think of some of your favorite brands like like, uh, you know, uh, Macanudo and uh, Cohiba, Punch, La Gloria Cubana, uh, just some really awesome cigar brands as well, and a lot of a lot of free giveaways and things like that. So uh, we'll have live music. Our uh, One of our, our club members, uh, Cooper Miles, uh, is going to be playing live music that day, and uh, we're thrilled about that too. So it's just going to be a lot of fun. So again, August 15th from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, here at the Country Squire, and uh, 49 years, man. We'd love to, love to celebrate with you celebrate it with y'all <laughs> man i gotta tell you I've, I've i've really been feeling homesick lately i've been i've been i've been craving some bean fruit coffee some cat head vodka yeah some, uh, yeah <laughs> uh, some some country squire and man you just say like music from coop like listening to cooper man oh, that dude has got skills it is it's uh, y'all are gonna have a great time he does it's, it's really great and um yeah i know we're, we're you know just thinking about other things we can do to kind of add to it as well um you know a lot of that you know jackson feel a lot of folks that uh you know it's kind of a homecoming for some folks so um, sure anyway yeah. we're, we're really excited about it all right man i'm excited about this topic this week we are doing kind of a, a pipe smoking 101 episode about getting ready and what to expect for your per- first pipe shop visit now this is a really good topic for a lot of new pipe smokers because for many of us the first place that we start in like a practical sense is at a local pipe shop now i know many of you say well there's also youtube there's also ebay and that sort of thing and i'm not necessarily even just talking about the purchasing experience although that will definitely come up in this conversation now this is like what you what you walk into 
kind of managing those expectations, how to make sure that you don't end up on that pipe shop fails list because you know, that plays <laughs> into it too. Uh, and then also, you know, what, what you, how you can really optimize that experience and walk away, um, you know, hopefully having had a good experience to the extent that that's in your control. And we'll also talk about that a little bit. But uh, John David, man, how do you want to tackle this first? Yeah, gosh, it's a real varied, uh, you know, topic, right? Lot, lots going on here. But we do have a lot of uh, folks, obviously, in today's, uh, you know, smoking climate that don't uh, have a local pipe shop, right? We talk about that right. pretty regularly. We have uh, a lot of folks that, uh, you know, have found and, and have come to the country squire on their pilgrimage that we've talked about a lot recently, uh, because these are folks that, you know, they've found us. Obviously, they're part of our community. We've gotten to be friends with them from abroad, and we're so uh, honored and grateful that they come by uh, our shop. But, uh, you know, they're they're probably, because of a lot of you know these folks they they come from areas where there's just not a, a pipe shop they might have a cigar shop that has you know that one lonely little tray of petersons that sits over there and they they dust occasionally but um right. y- you know it's just uh you know a lot of folks out there are are uh you know craving that experience of walking into a real brick and mortar pipe shop and the the community that's there and so um yeah so you know you're let's say you're you're new to pipe smoking and uh you're traveling across the country and you're like man i'm gonna be in that city and i've heard there's a real neat shop there. I need to check that out. Or, you know, you're an old salt. You've, you've been, uh, you know, smoking a pipe for a long time, but maybe you're in a uh, area that just doesn't have a good brick and mortar that specializes in pipe related things. And, you know, these are just good opportunities for uh, you to visit some places, maybe, you know, step out of your comfort zone, walk into an environment that uh, you've never been in before and, um, and and meet some new people, meet, meet some new folks. But uh, we thought we'd give you a few tips on, you know, kind of what to expect, how to prepare. And then once you get there, um, you know, how to, um, you know, how to navigate that a little bit. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, first off, um, you know, the tips beforehand, right? Uh, you know, it's it's mm. good if you're traveling across the country and you're a pipe uh, you're a pipe nerd, you're a pipe enthusiast, be looking for those opportunities to, uh, you know, find those those pipe shops that are that are out there. A good resource for this is, um, you know, Pipes Magazine. They've got a listing by state, actually, of the, uh, you know, quote unquote, pipe shops that are all across the United States. And so, um, you know, it, it, this, tra- this, you know, goes for overseas as well, man. Do your research if you're traveling through Germany or, uh, you know, the Czech Republic or uh, Italy or France. I mean, look yeah. for those look for those places. But in the United States, it's a little more laid out easily uh, because there's just so much data on on places like this. So if you are traveling cross country and you're going through, you know, several states or a couple of big cities or even even some small cities like uh, like yours truly, <laughs> um, you know, it you know, kind of look along your route there, see what's available and you'll be surprised at what you'll find. Right. You'll, you'll really be surprised at what you'll find. There's some real hidden gems there. Some some, some dusty uh, shops that major in pipes that have been there for quite a while and would be really happy to host you, I'm, I'm sure. So number one, do your research. Um, you know, once you find a, a, a brick and mortar that you're interested in visiting, let's say you're passing through, uh, you know, a town like Houston, right? You've, you've been through and you're like, well, I'm not, I'm not, my, my destination is not Houston, but I'm going to be passing through. I might have an hour or so that I can stop there, uh, swing through that Rice Village area and uh, maybe eat at Torchy's Tacos, right? And, uh, <laughs> and then right, and then right. move on um you know, so do your research, check them out online thoroughly. Um, you know, any info maybe on brands that they carry, um, you know, in, in that store, uh, the store layout, if you can kind of find some photos of the inside of the store, that would be really helpful. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A lot of folks are passing through, uh, you know, they're going through town. A lot of times they don't have a whole lot of time. And so, you know, the the, op- the idea here is to kind of, uh, you know, maximize the opportunity there. Once you're there, if you've only got 30 minutes there uh, and got to hit the road again, like, you know, d- d- you know, get plenty of ideas, kind of familiarize yourself with what what the shop is going to look like once you get there. If there's some photos uh, or a store layout, uh, understand their brands, things like that. I think that'll help when you when you walk in. So let me ask you this though, like for, and I'm especially interested because you yourself are a retailer. What about like sites and services like Yelp and, uh, you know, and, and kind of these online or these app, uh, customer review places, are those good in this capacity as well in terms of kind of getting a word of mouth or if you're kind of seeking more of, you know, uh, research from a customer standpoint, is it better to hit up, you know, like Reddit or the R pipe tobacco and Twitter, Facebook, that sort of thing. Like, yeah. Where's the balance? What, what, you know, is, is Yelp honest? (laughs) Does it even play in this field? That sort of thing. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. You know, places, places like Yelp and even just Google, like when you Google a certain shop and photos that come up, uh, the, the photos really can be helpful kind of for setting expectations when you go into these places. Um, you know, again, photos can be deceiving, right? You can take some awesome photos from different angles and that type of thing. And, uh, you wind up showing up there and you're like, what have I walked into? But, (laughs) but, you know, photos, particularly on Yelp and, and, uh, and Google are, are helpful because they kind of help you set expectations for what you're walking into, right? Don't, you know, it'll give you the idea of, oh, well, I'm, I'm walking into this uh, particular shop and I can see that, you know, it looks like they have a nice selection of tobaccos or, you know, maybe their focus is on tobaccos and not as much on pipes. And so, uh, you know, I may have a a nice selection of bulk tobaccos, but their tin selection looks kind of sparse. That's okay. Good, good opportunity to go and and check those other things out. Uh, But it just kind of helps you set expectations. So when you go there, you'll kind of know, oh, well, I, you know, I'm I'm looking for this thing. I know they don't carry that thing. So I'll focus on this area, uh, things of that nature. Um, of course, the pipe community, as we know very well on on CSR, is so tight knit that 
you know, at these other places like, you know, our Reddit pipe forums, your, your favorite uh, Facebook pipe group, uh, you know, uh, you know, folks that have, uh, you know, connected on uh, Pipes Magazine or, or wherever this pipe life, you know, these are folks that can help you also. Uh, hey, I'm passing through St. Louis. Give me some recommendations on where to go or um, going to Cincinnati. And uh, man, I just uh, pipe pipe smoker would love to, you know, know your top three places to, to hang out, um, you know, and, and so those are those are helpful as well. But if you're in a pinch, I think looking at places like Yelp and and Google and, and Facebook, too, those photos are going to be really helpful because they'll kind of help you set expectations a little bit. So, you yeah. know, it's it's interesting because when you think about setting expectations for your per- first pipe shop visit, you know, I think it's even beyond, you know, what kind of products and, you know, what's the style of the shop and that sort of thing. You know, I think that a lot of a lot of the draw is also perhaps either because you're you're hoping for community but also there's also maybe an aspect of it where you're walking in in fear of community. I mean, cause let's be honest, not everybody, not everybody wants that cheers experience, right? Like some people, sometimes yeah. you want to go where nobody knows your name and you can kind of be by yourself enjoying your pipe, you know, like, like you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I've referenced this in the past before, but my first pipe shop visit, I, you know, I guess I maybe walked through the door not having set any expectations, yeah. but immediately felt like an outcast. Like I immediately felt like I had stepped into somebody else's uh, space and you're you know, kind of invading of, or yeah, do you work, work particularly, yeah, kinda, uh, wasn't particularly warm feeling, right? Exactly. And you know, there's, it's, it can be so intimidating walking into a pipe shop for the first time because you, you know, especially one that is well stocked because you are surrounded by tins, by bulk tobacco that, you know, if you don't really have too much of a frame of reference, it kind of almost looks like, like tea, you yeah. know, like, like whole foods or something of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. And so like, you've got that, you've got all of these pipes. And my, my guess is for many of us, when we walk in the first time, we're walking into a price point that we're not familiar with. We don't have any kind of concept. We think, oh, pipes, that's cool. I want to learn more about it. Right. And then you start seeing like these $500 pipes that are up on the wall. And you're like, <laughs> ooh, I, <laughs> you know, like, but at the same time, you don't want to be like the cheapo. So you have no context for many folks. Uh, at least this was my case for what you're stepping into on that first, you know, pipe yeah. community or, or really just overall what that is. So I think it's important to, to set your expectations, not just from a shopping experience, but also, you know, it, you're not, you're likely not going to walk in the door and feel like you're home immediately. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think, I, I think that you need to have kind of this, this framework of understanding that like you are entering into a boutique space a, a community space as well, but not nothing, but nothing that you necessarily have to feel afraid of. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, even if you don't yeah. know anything, that should be good. You should be able to walk in not knowing something, ask those well, questions and not feel intimidated. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the key, right, is being uh, having the courage if you're not particularly outgoing or uh, extroverted to to identify yourself when you walk in. That, that's another thing that I think is really important. So, you know, it, mm. you're passing through. Um, you know, a, a lot of these uh, smoke shops, you know, they have regulars that come through, but they also do have local people that have never been there. And so, you know, someone behind the counter, they may see you and, and you know, nod at you or acknowledge you, but but not really know that you're just passing through or you're kind of unaware what 
what's going on. They they might think you've been there before and are kind of familiar. So, um, you know, it, it is important. Identify yourself. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a pipe smoker, but I'm passing through from out of town. Uh, I, I'm new. I'm new to this or, uh, you know, I've, I've smoked a lot before, but I'm new to your shop. Um, the, the key here is to kind of get a lay of the land. And, and you know, it may require you to walk up to a, a crusty old man <laughs> that, that is uh, smoking his favorite <laughs> English blend behind the counter, uh, you know, and uh, and and, you know, uh, as as the peanut gallery over in the corner kind of stares at the at the guy who they've never seen before. But, um, man, it's going to be worth it if you're able to kind of. Um, you know, hopefully it's a warm, inviting experience. But if it's not, it's going to be worth it to uh, walk up to those people and identify yourself, uh, have the courage to do that, and then say, "Look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm new here. Can you kind of walk me through your products?" And so um, that that's the next step for me, and and something I always like to like to take time to do. If I ever find that uh, new pipe smokers are or not just new pipe smokers, but new people to our shop come in, uh, even if they don't ask for it, one of the first things I try to do is, is give them kind of a small tour of the shop, right? And ask for that. Because a lot of times, uh, you know, folks behind the counter, they're not really thinking along those lines. So ask, hey, can you can you show me, uh, you know, your different, uh, you know, different brands, different you know, pipe makers. How are your How's your inventory laid out? Um, you know, that is is really helpful. When you walk into the Country Squire, the first case you see is the case that holds the Dunhills and the Costellos and the Syriacopos. And so, <laughs> it's kind of like you just said, Bo. Like you know, you you walk in, and if you're not familiar, you may think every shop in that every pipe in that shop is a five hundred, six hundred dollar pipe, right? But but what you don't know is right behind the column over there is uh you know a whole a whole bevy of uh, really affordable, you know, high quality, you know, $50, $60 pipes that, that are going to be good to look at. So you, you kind of have to treat your uh, your first pipe shop experience. Uh, you kind of have to know that once you get there, you need to get oriented, right? And so asking the person behind mm, the counter yeah. uh, to orient you is really good. Um, Bo, you're, you're a wine drinker as well as I am. And like, we both like to go to um, you know, it, try different liquors and, uh, you know, spirits and things of that nature. And so, you know, if, if you're familiar with that world, like walking into your favorite wine shop, walking in fa- into your favorite, um, you know, clothing store or something like that, you know, know that pipes and tobaccos are going to be very similar. They're going to be organized in a specific way. And so you, you want to, you know, do as quickly as you can get oriented to what they are, you know, uh, are the, you know, when you walk in your favorite wine shop, are the, are the wines, uh, organized by country? Are they organized by the type of grape? Are they organized by, you know, price point, uh, kind of ha- you know, how are these yeah. things, uh, mixed up? And so your pipes are going to be very similar. Um, and so that's just a good way to kind of get oriented to, uh, to that. It is interesting. I feel like I'm at the age now where I'm more comfortable going into a place and saying like, I know nothing you know, like educate me on everything, you know, give, give me the crash course, give me the overview. Like when someone says like, you know, well, how much do you know? Even if I know a little bit, I now just say, I, I, I know nothing. I am the Jon Snow of this. Like <laughs> yeah. let, just educate me from the ground up. No. And I, I think that's really, really wise. So, and, and, you know, it, not just for pipes, but also for tobaccos as well. You know, if you, even if you 100%. are a, uh, a uh, you know seasoned pipe smoker, um, you know have them walk you through uh, the different tobaccos that they offer. And so, if it is a real pipe shop, there's a good chance that they'll do some uh, you know hand blending there, uh, or at least we'll have some bulk tobaccos that are there available for purchase. And so, um, you know, ask them kind of, hey, show me, uh, show me your, uh, you know, kind of your spe- 
spectrum of, uh, you know, maybe your top three aromatics, your top three non-aromatics. Uh, what are some things you recommend? Uh, ask them for, you know, things that, hey, I, I may not buy anything, but I'm just kind of interested in what you have. Can you kind of tell me an overview there? Um, and, and, you know, typically you'll find something that you're, that you'll really like and, and are going to be interested in. Um, you know, things that will help you too are, you know, when folks come in and they're like, Hey, just, just tell me something, uh, you know, show me a good tobacco, you know, well that, that doesn't really help a lot. Right. <laughs> it's uh, it's like, uh, you know, sh- <laughs> right. you go to, you go, you go to McDonald's or, you know, or some restaurant and you're like, well, you know, show me what's, you know, sell me, sell me a piece of food. You're like, well, no one asked that. You know, it's like, well, you know, right. I feel like a cheeseburger. Or I feel like a French fry. Or I feel like a, you know. And so you have to kind of help the person behind the counter a little bit. If you tell them just to sell you something good, um, good could mean a lot of different things. You know, the guy behind the counter may be the uh, the cigar guy that happens to be filling in for the pipe guy that day. Uh, the person behind the <laughs> counter uh, may smoke straight Latakia um, while uh-huh. while you're a, a you're an aromatic blend uh, smoker. You you know, and so kind of orient them, help them kind of help them help you, I guess, is the is the idea there. So, yeah, um, that's good. That's good. I mean, it's the same thing like when you're ordering a, like a cocktail or something at a bar. Yeah. And and you like tell, you know, ask, ask the bartender, like, just make whatever you want. It's like, well. That's, no. that's a that's a dangerous game right there. <laughs> like, why, why why would you do that? <laughs> You'll be walking out there real quick with uh, I, I don't know, an artisan pipe and uh, you know, an English blend when you really just wanted a, uh, you know, a, a you know, clay pipe and some uh, some cherry aromatic or something, you know. <laughs> right, right. Which yeah. is unfortunate, but but still, no judgment. No, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's that's exactly right. right. Yep. Um. So you know. I, I, Again, you know, it, it is going to be helpful on on time limit here, and so you've got. Uh, I, I can't stress enough. You know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, probably in a large part due to Country Squire Radio, our shop has become you know one of these destination pipe shops, and so people come through, and they uh, typically they don't have a lot of time, but they are passing through town, and so it's like, hey, I, I don't have a lot of time, but I'm really honored to be here, and like I want to you know take some time, and uh, can you kind of help me sh- help me look around this? You kind of have to that, that that's where your research comes in beforehand that's a little more helpful right like if you are interested in trying some of their house blends see if you can get on either their website beforehand or their tobaccoreviews.com beforehand and find out some more information about those blends and that way when you get there um, you might have kind of a working knowledge of what they have uh, what what you may be interested in what you what you probably won't be interested in and that'll kind of help um, I always tell folks it's, it's almost like uh, when you plan a trip to Disney World, you typically don't go into it blind, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm going yeah. to go down there and, you know, take all this time and we'll just do whatever comes upon us. Like you, most people that go to Disney World kind of make a game plan, right? They're kind of like, well, I'm going to spend a day over here at Epcot and I'm going to spend a, you know, an afternoon. I want to check out MGM or, you know, you're devoting certain amounts of time to things like food or rides or uh, whatever it might be, shows. Um, and, and so that'll kind of help you if you do a little research on the front end to, um, you know, to get started there. Okay, well, that's good. I like yeah, that. Yep. Uh, it, the one thing you you don't want to miss out on, if it is a welcoming, warming, uh, warm shop where you can kind of uh, you know hang out a little bit, and you do have some extra time once you've kind of done your shopping and and poked around a little bit. 
try if you can to to hang out and have a pipe. Try 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 if you can to hang out and and maybe just you know share a few words with one of the locals or um you know if if it's a place you've never been before, particularly if you're passing through town, um you know it you may not this this might not even be your uh, final destination, right? You may just be passing through Topeka or um you know Springfield, Missouri <laughs> or wherever it is, right? But but you know try to get a flavor of that place. You, you've you've taken the time out of your journey to go uh, to this pipe shop and you're um, excited to be there. You've kind of poked around and done a little shopping. Man, sit down if you have, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes and um, and try to have a pipe and try to engage one of the local people there. I think you'll be really um, honored by that. You'll you'll enjoy it thoroughly and you'll learn a lot about um, not just pipe smoking, but about our, our country, about America and, uh, you know, the differences, uh, you know, of, of people there. We all know, right, that folks tend to, you know, flap their gums more when they're smoking a pipe, right? It's like you, 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 <laughs> right. You're, you're smoking this pipe, which means you, we kind of trust each other. We're developing this, uh, you know, common uh, relationship here. And so there's a there's a, there's an element of letting your guard down and people are just very authentic when they smoke their pipe. And um, man, you just really get to know the flavor of people when when you're sitting there enjoying a, a pipe with them. So, um, man, you know, try to take the time if you can to, to sit down, uh, you know, just for a little bit, have a cup of coffee and uh, and do that if you can i think you'll be rewarded by it so that's good man no that's exactly right i mean when it comes down to it even if you're the most introverted person i still think that's really good advice because you know just taking a seat even if you're like sitting sitting in the back by yourself or something like that you get a chance to kind of observe people watch that sort of thing yeah and i i would be shocked i would be shocked if, if at some point someone didn't you know, come up and, and, you know, introduce themselves, even if they work there or they might be regular, but yeah, it's just a good community of folks. You know, there is, there is something about enjoying something that is so specialized and so unique about smoking a pipe, uh, these days. It's, yeah. it's so unique and so specialized that, that there is kind of that instant connection and it, there is an, an equalizing factor there that it doesn't matter where somebody's background is, they come from. If you're both sitting there and uh, uh, sharing, you know, smoking a pipe, you already share this, this commonality, which really, really opens the doors for some very, really rich discussion Yeah. Uh, or just simple meditation as the discussion is happening one way or the other. It's yep. Man, being at a good pipe shop with like like good community, well stocked, and and with <laughs> some great products, man, there's this it is it is a taste of heaven, man. This side of glory, I yeah. really truly believe that. And and you know it it is something too. You know we, we obviously we hope that the pipe shop you walk into is warm and welcoming and all this kind of stuff. But you know remember. Uh, you know, just a, a few things I'll kind of throw out there gingerly. <laughs> you know, a lot of <laughs> a lot of older pipe shops are are owned or managed by folks that have been in the industry for a really long time. Um, yeah, careful now, Caref- uh, careful, right? Careful, right? And so, <laughs> and, and and so, you know, some of these folks they they aren't as quick maybe to to you know they they might not be as quick to pick up on uh, you know uh, things that um, you know are real. Uh, modern fads or, you know, uh, mm. you know, your, your favorite tobacco that was recently revealed on this latest forum or something like that. And, you know, it, it, maybe they're not as plugged into the overall pipe community, but you know what, if you took the time to pick their brain and kind of, uh, you know, humble, humble yourself just a little bit to kind of ask those old timers like, Hey, tell me what you know about pipe tobacco. What's your favorite thing about 
this? What's your favorite pipe? Why is that? Why do you like to smoke this tobacco out of this pipe? Um, a lot of these old timers, if you can kind of approach them that way with kind of a humble spirit, a lot of them will really open up to you about uh, yes. the joy that they've experienced in pipe smoking over the years. And so, you know, if you do find yourself walking into one of these older pipe shops that uh, might not have a super warm atmosphere, um, man, you know, it, try, try to try to tease out some information maybe from the from the guy behind the counter that um, you know it looks like he might be trying to fall asleep. You know, see see what he's got to say. See if you can kind of uh, reach reach out to him in a way that uh, you know would encourage him to invest some of his uh, you know life experiences and information in you. And I think um, it, it it won't just bless you; it'll bless that person too, and um, and reinvigorate their own love with uh, with the pipe. So uh, there's a lot of wealth to be had there. There's a lot of knowledge to be had there. But you know, some of these guys they <laughs> they've seen the industry change so much over the decades. They like what they like. Well, they like what they like, but they're also a little jaded, right? It's like, well, you know, you guys come in here and yeah. you want your fancy tobaccos and, you know, I, I this is what I smoke and I've always smoked it and it's because your of this. Kids these days exactly, with right? And like, you know, as people, you and I that are plugged more in the pipe community, it's easier for us to have some of those conversations. But man, mm. the, the guys that were seasoned in the pipe world back in the 60s and 70s, dude, if you can, if you can have a conversation with them and kind of, you know, get beneath the crusty surface there <laughs> and and really talk to them about what the what the pipe smoking culture was like back uh you know when uh when three nuns was everywhere and people were smoking that's in the, right people were in smoking day, in the, we only had the one <laughs> aromatic tobacco it was cherry flavored and we liked it right. we loved it and we didn't question it your kids with your chutney tasting chutney. cocoa butter gluten free free range tobacco it's not like it used to be I tell you. exactly don't you want right. to hear those stories well don't you want to hear those stories like in person you know <laughs> sure i mean yeah yeah you know i don't know there's something to be said for for some of that so um anyway sure, just try to try to reach try to find the hit the richness of history that might be there uh even if it's not super apparent uh you know when you first walk in um the two other quick things i'll mention because i know we're running a little over on time but um Number one, uh, be sure if it's an older pipe shop, be sure to check the hours. Um, a lot of these older shops, if it's a real pipe shop, you know, a shop that does most of its business in, in pipes, which is uh, less and less nowadays, but, um, you know, it, chances are it's not going to have the same hours that a lot of modern cigar shops have. Modern, you know, cigar shops, certainly cigar bars, these are, uh, you know, shops that stay open really, really late and, uh, you know, have much more of a party atmosphere, uh, vibrant, you know, late night uh, music, TVs, that kind of thing. A lot of these old pipe shops, they're not going to, uh, you know, they may close at 530 in the afternoon. They they sure, uh, yeah. like like the Country Squire, for instance, we're closed on Sunday. You know, we do close at 8 p.m., but we are closed all day on Sunday. And so uh, just be aware of some of those things. You know, uh, what time do they open in the morning? Um, you may want to call ahead just to make sure, um, you know, these are mom and pop shops in most cases. So, you know, call ahead. Hey, um, I'm passing through town this day. I'm kind of making 
making my plans that I'm going to be there, you know, are y'all going to be open that day? Is there some family thing going on that's going to cause your, your shop to, uh, to not be open that day or whatever. Those are good things to, mm-hmm. to do if you can. So check the hours. That's, that's, that's first and foremost. Um, second and finally create some kind of budget for yourself. So, you know, it can be kind of, uh, you know, when you walk in some of these places, uh, you can um, you can find things real fast that is going to soak up what would be your gas money to get home. <laughs> oh man! Yes, and sir. Uh, you know, and so uh, you know, check uh, you know, just kind of kind of create a budget, or, or you know, if you or at least go into the. It's like going into the grocery store hungry. It's probably not a good idea to do that. So you kind of go into the grocery <laughs> store with like a shopping list and you know that type of thing. So um, you know, but sometimes let's be honest, it is fun just to kind of you know find those those awesome trinkets that are out there that other people have overlooked for for several years and you know even if it is a couple hundred dollar pipe but you know it's uh really valuable or something you've sought after for a while um yeah i don't know maybe it's okay to give into that too so just make sure you leave enough uh uh cash in your wallet to get home uh so you're not having to do uh you know things you're ashamed of uh to to get gas money so <laughs> like sell your pipes which would be better that's you right yep. all right that's good man I, you know i'll throw in one last thing and yeah. this may just be kind of my mississippi upbringing but, at, you know, please and thank you go a long way. And when it comes to pipes that are like laid out on the counter, ask first before picking them up. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know that, sure. that there may be this assumption like, well, they're there. Clearly, I'm supposed to pick them up. I, and, you know, most shops might be very, very comfortable with that. I still think it goes a long way to ask permission first uh, to kind of get a sense of what that the culture is of the shop and what the expectations are there. And also yeah. to showcase that you're interested in learning kind of the, you know, what, what is the norms? What is the culture of the shop and that sort of thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm just, I, you know, like I said, maybe my Mississippi upbringing, but well, uh, that's, that's what I would, I, I would think, say. I think that's fair. I think, um, you know, in general, uh, you know, most, most retailers that are still in the pipe business today in a brick and mortar environment, folks that, uh, you know, like the, like the Squire, like the Briar shop, um, you know, some of these established pipe shops that are, um, don't just have an awesome history, but have an awesome future. I, I think, I mean, I, I think that's safe to say we're, you know, excited about the things we have going on, man. When you walk in those places, like, you know, it, it, nine and a half times out of 10, the folks behind the counter are going to want to make the experience for you uh, just as fun as possible, right? They want you to uh, come in there and, and, you know, leave knowing that you, you know, had a really good experience at your first pipe shop. Um, and and we'll be honored that you took the time out of your day to to come by there, particularly if you're visiting from out of town. So, um, you know, just, just go into it knowing that, um, you know, it, it'll probably be a great experience and um, try to make some friends and, and try to try something new. Yeah, absolutely. And let them know you learned about all these wonderful tactics and expected everything the way it should have been because you listened to Country Squire Radio. That's right. And they'll say, what's that now? What, 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 uh, what's, what's that? Radio? It's a radio show? No, it's a podcast. And if they say, what's a podcast? Get out of there. Get out of there immediately. I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The best shops in America to, are probably the ones right. that don't know what a podcast is. Exactly, right? This might be a good opportunity for them to to learn, right? Yeah. That's educate. Good. That's good, man. You know, like, we, we love we love educating the people, man, about uh, all these wonderful best practices, but also about the great quality products and great quality pipes you can get from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Yes. Man, let me tell you something. When we're talking about, you know, going into the pipe shop and you seeing for the first time. I love that you mentioned the budget. That's such a crucial part of setting the expectations for that first pipe shop visit. And man, you may go in with, um, 
you, you may go in with uh, Morta dreams, but but corn cob uh, budget. And so at the end of the day, <laughs> there's no reason why you can't spend a little bit money, but still walk away with a really, really great quality pipe. And of course, I'm talking about the pipes from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, most, uh, you know, smoke shops uh, out there are going to carry Missouri Meerschaum pipes, uh, brick and mortar shops. But any pipe shop that's worth its salt will have a great selection of Missouri Meerschaum pipes. And uh, one of the pipes you may be looking for or may catch your eye once you're in there, a uh, high-end Missouri Meerschaum pipe that uh, only retails for $25, uh, but an incredible value is the St. Patrick's Day pipe that is now called the Emerald. Uh, the Emerald, uh, just a beautiful uh, new nice. new uh, shape, new this year for them. Um, and it's a beautiful kind of a, a apple billiard crossover with a bent and a straight stem. And the, the green acrylic uh, mouthpiece on this really, really sets it apart. Just a very high quality pipe and um, and quite stunning. So um, it's it was their St. Patrick's Day 2019 pipe, but it was so well received that they decided to keep it around uh, for the for posterity. And so anyway, snatch it up. Uh, it's available at retailers. You can get it at corncobpipe.com. Again, it retails for $24.99. It's available in a bent or straight variety. And uh, we think you ought to check one out and, um, and, and need to own one. <laughs> It's great, man. So, hey, if you've got a, a Missouri Mission pipe, be sure to smoke it this week. We love tweeting those out uh, when you send those pictures in to us. It lets the good folks at Missouri Mission know that we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Pipe, pipe question, question of the week. week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week coming in from Daniel Sanford. Uh, yeah. Such a great question. You know, we've talked a lot about the uh, the shop, but we're, we're taking it to the cloud with this next one. The question is, <laughs> what do you look for when shopping for an estate pipe online? Yeah, great question. I, you know, obviously we, we did just dedicate the majority of the show to, you know, the brick and mortar experience. But, um, you know, so many of us today, because we don't have that brick and mortar in our local town, we do shop uh, online for, for pipes. That's a part of our, our modern culture. And, you know, the estate pipe online, right? So we're talking about a used pipe that hopefully has been cleaned up <laughs> and uh, and then sold uh, on, online. You know, it, it's one of those things you're not going to be able to touch it. You're not going to be able to run a pipe cleaner through it. Um, you know, so how do you determine, how, you know, what are what are some best practices at shopping for a used pipe on the on the Internet? Um, number one, obviously, you want to look for a pipe that has a lot of photos. Um, you know, if it's only got one or two photos of the pipe, certainly only one uh, before you hit, you know, purchase on that pipe. Um, I don't care how expensive or inexpensive that pipe is, man, please ask for some more photos, ask for more details. Um, you know, you, you want to make sure, hey, can you, is there any, you know, a ask the uh, the poster, is there more writing on the side? Can you send me, you know, can you tell me what the nomenclature is of the pipe written on the bottom or stamped on the pipe? Uh, any addi additional photos, are those available? Um, and so that that's very important, photos. Uh, number two, uh, is the is the source of this pipe? Is it a um, is it a you know one and done kind of thing, or is this a source that kind of specializes in estate pipes? Right? Um, you know, is this a is this a you know place where okay, this is a pipe seller? Uh, even if they don't specialize in estate pipes, even if it's uh, mm. just pipes in general, or um, you know pipe related pipe smoking related things in general. Um, you know, that's that's probably a good sign. You want someone that is, uh, you know, hopefully a little more versed in this kind of deal. Um, you know, you, you obviously folks do 
uh, are one-off sellers. Maybe they have uh, they're on eBay and they had that one pipe that they didn't care for, and so uh, you know they sell it uh, through there. And it might be their only uh, pipe sale through there. Well, that that's fine, but just make sure you ask them plenty of questions on the front end. You know, make sure they've got you know some kind of understanding of what they're what they're selling there, and uh, and are open about the um, specifics. Finally, and and probably the most important on this, to be honest with you, is going to be the return policy of the seller, right? So you've mm-hmm. looked you've looked at photos of the pipe. Okay, this pipe looks okay. Um, you know, there's a lot of photos. I've asked some questions about it. The person's uh, you know given me some uh, good answers about that. Now let me say you know l- let me see you know okay if I get this pipe and I don't like it maybe it, uh, it it's bigger than what I thought it would be or oh I found a hairline crack in the pipe uh, once I received it uh, yada 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 can I return it can I can I return it and get my money back and um, and so check out that uh, that return policy for. Uh, for the seller, whether it's an eBay seller, a, um, a brick-and-mortar merchant that sells online, an online uh, retailer, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, but be sure you know, uh, you know, kind of how that works there. Um, and if you have any questions, ask them. You know, ask them about it. And I think, uh, you know, if it's a if it's a reputable person that's uh, you know going to sell it and stand behind it, I think they'll uh, be glad to you know answer those those questions you know candidly. Excellent. Well, great question, Daniel. And hey, if you've got a question for us, be sure to send it in show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. All right, man. Quick fire questions brought to us by the amazing shirts representing the Country Squire online. That is to say, go to the countrysquireonline.com to get these Country Squire radio shirts, more on that in just a second. Quick fire questions coming in from Jason Breeden. Are you ready, sir? Yes, sir. All right. Rollerblades or Razor Scooter? Uh, I'll go with Rollerblades, I think. I, you know, I, I have uh, trouble enough with Rollerblades. I think the Razor Scooter yeah. would be a, a complete disaster. I feel like Rollerblades were making like a big comeback in the 90s. Like think, what? That was like a thing back in the day, but then they made a comeback in the '90s. Does that sound right? I think the '80s and the '90s were rollerblades. I don't think there, there was, was a. The ro- that's I don't right. think there was that's a before right. for that. I think that was rollerblades. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I just know that skating was like the big deal uh, back in like the what the '60s and '70s, but then like we started skating again. Just to, I guess the roller bl- or the uh, rollerblades in particular kind of gave a bit of a resurgence. All the birthday parties at the roller rink. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's uh, it. Yeah, I'll go rollerblades. I remember going and like buying my first pair and being very intimidated by the whole thing because like yeah. you have these big giant things you're strapping onto your feet to try to be cool, and it's <laughs> it didn't make a lot of sense. Yep, yep. All right, next one: billiards or darts? Uh, billiards. I think there's more strategy. Um, there's a little more opportunity to you know uh, practice and get better at it. I, with darts, it's just um, you know I, I don't know. For me, that's just not a. Uh, and, and it's way too dangerous, obviously. <laughs> yeah. If we're talking like a bar scene, I've never understood why people put dartboards in bars because it's just lots of just alcohol, people walking around, sharp objects that you throw across the room. Yeah. That, nothing could go wrong here. <laughs> nothing could go wrong at all. Why would it? But um, yeah, billiards for me as well. I do enjoy a good dart game. Uh, you know, back in back in the old studio, we had a dartboard up on a, on a brick wall, which was really great for yeah. uh, when we needed to think through stuff. We would just literally throw darts at the wall. <laughs> just while we were thinking uh but yeah billiards all the way uh gravy and biscuits or big old pile of pancakes you know 
I, I am from the South. I love biscuits and gravy, but I think on average, I'm going to go with the big old pile of pancakes. I, I, yeah. I do like, yeah, I do like pancakes a lot. Now, I, I will say gravy and biscuits, that has a place in my heart. But, but you know, probably probably seven times out of ten, we'll go with pancakes. Yeah, pile on the pancakes, blueberry if you've got them. <laughs> uh, next up, fish tacos or fajita nachos? Uh, probably fajita nachos. I like nachos. I like, if, if you can find pulled pork nachos, that's, that's the key. That's the key. Mm, that's not really fajita, but I'll probably lean in that direction. Man, I'm making some, uh, some pork, some taco, uh, car, car, is it cartita, car, cardita, car, with the C. Pork carnitas? With the C. I make carnitas. Thank you. I'm making that right now <laughs> downstairs in the slow cooker. It smells amazing. Um, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to go fish tacos. I'm going to go fish tacos. If it's good quality fish, then fish tacos. Okay, fair. All right. One pipe, one... Oh, this is interesting. Okay, this is more of like a philosophical question. Okay. So would you rather have one pipe and one tobacco or one whiskey for the rest of your life? So basically, you can choose to either have the one pipe and one tobacco or the one whiskey for the rest of your life. You have to kind of forsake all others for this one path. Hmm. I'd probably go with the pipe and tobacco, I would think. I mean, I, you know, uh, I, I think it'd be, I think I could do without whiskey, but I, it'd be really hard for me to do without my pipe and, and tobacco. Well, so if I'm not, if I'm understanding it correctly, it's more the fact that like, like you, you could only have one pipe and one tobacco, but you could have all the whiskey, all the varieties of whiskey, or you could have all the varieties of pipes and Tabasco, but only one whiskey. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I hmm. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think I'd rather have the variety on the pipe side. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah. So I, I th- if it I think was, that'd be important to me. Yeah. If it was pipe, if it was just pipe, that'd be easy because, like, you know, I've got way more pipes than I smoke anyway. <laughs> like, right. like I always go for like the same three or four, despite the fact that I've got like thirty something pipes. And so, like, you know, I, at least I think it's 30-something. That that's what it was last time I counted. <laughs> I don't know what the current number is. But the point is that, like, you know, I could I could reduce that to one as a very, like, you know, probably my straight billiard, honestly, would be if I had to choose one pipe for the rest of my life. But I could, yeah. I could make that work. The one tobacco is tricky because I go through phases with various tobaccos, but there are, like, two or three that I constantly come back to. So I think I could reduce that to one. I don't think I could stick with one whiskey for the rest of my life. I hmm. have that variety in that yeah. space. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Yeah, I, I and I could see that. Yep, I could see that. So there's my justification. For that <laughs> answer. Great, great fire questions, Jason. Of course, fire questions brought to us by the Country Squire Radio gear that you can get at thecountrysquireonline.com. Got some great shirts there. Check it out. And by the way, actually, you know, we haven't really been asking this, but we should. Buy the shirt. Wear the shirt. Take a picture of yourself when you do and tweet that into us. You want to talk about showing some love? That's a great way to do it. And we can retweet it out and see if yes. you're a Squire Scallywag or a Deep Philosopher. Uh, <laughs> let us know which one you prefer. By repping it, the uh, the show uh, the show shirts over at the Country Squire Radio on wait the Country Squire Online dot com. That's correct. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, man, we've got some great listener feedback. Uh, the first one is from Stephen uh, Ditesh. What did uh, what did Stephen D say? Yeah, uh, Stephen, he says, uh, hey guys, new to the podcast, just wondering if it's possible to find the first 99 episodes of the show somewhere. Thanks. And uh, Bo, we do have an answer for that. I'm gonna let you take that one. Absolutely. Stephen, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for finding it and listening. We, we really appreciate that, brother. Uh, so yes, the first 100 episodes are technically the first 99 episodes 
are available uh, to those who become patrons of the show. So if you head over to patreon.com slash country squire radio, uh, you know, even if you don't want to become a full club member, if you just want to support the show at a buck an episode, uh, then you actually immediately get access to an RSS feed containing all 99 episodes as well as at least one and possibly more uh, bonus exclusive episodes on that feed. So be sure to check that out. Again, that's patreon.com slash country squire radio uh, for those first 99 plus episodes. Uh, and yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for finding the show, Stephen. Yeah, it's great. All right, next up, man, we got an iTunes review in from Power Violence. That is his or her username. So what did, uh, what did Power Violence say? I bet Power Violence is like a really tender, like kind person, don't you think? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah, you know what? Maybe you know the online persona is you always never know. You know, yeah. You never know. <laughs> no Power Violence. He says uh, this is not just a podcast. Despite the treachery that may arise from the title of this review, rest assured this is a podcast and so much more. If you need anything from a casual listening podcast all the way to a full blown lifestyle podcast, Bo and John David have you covered as a self-respecting man or woman who enjoy pipe smoking you owe it to yourself to subscribe and enjoy if you've been wanting to get into pipe smoking and need to know where to start grab your corn cob kick up your feet and turn in for everything from 101 basics to overviews of pipe culture as a whole don't smoke pipes at all well now it's your chance to change the trajectory of your life forever (laughs) even for the non-pipe smoker you can enjoy the banter between the two hosts who cultivate a great listening experience with nods to pop pop culture movies fine liquor and theology and all that comes from power violence on itunes we're so grateful man thank you so much i'm glad you're uh, enjoying it and uh man hope hope uh, someone gets little um you know uh, bits of entertainment from us occasionally and, and doesn't just have to power through uh by the use of uh fine liquor and, uh, and alcohol <laughs> man no that's great though what a wonderful review thank you so much yeah, that's uh, great violence. that's that's awesome um, all right. Well, man, this has been a, this has been a great episode. You know, uh, the, the kind of the, the, the look into that first taking ourselves back to that first pipe shop visit, I think is, uh, it's an important headspace to put us in no matter where we are in our, in our journey or, or how experienced we are with yeah. our pipe, because you know, there's always somebody's first time. And what we hear from a lot of listeners is they're looking for, uh, they've come to the show because they're, they're just starting to get into the pipe. They, they want to know kind of where to begin. And as, you know, as the name implies with the, the name of the podcast named after the, the local pipe shop in Jackson, uh, you know, like the, 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 the local pipe community, the local pipe shop is at, at the core of the type of feel we want to present here. So uh, we want to encourage you to, to, you know, get connected with your local pipe shop. And uh, hopefully you found some best practices in this episode as you, uh, you know, as you go out there. And by the way, we'd love to hear some of your experiences when visiting your pipe shop, both positive and yeah. negative. Maybe, just maybe there might be at some point a follow-up episode to this where like what to do when your local pipe shop fails you. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. almost kind of like a um, pipe shop fails part four or five, wherever we are in that, but with a little bit of a, a tweak towards that, you know, uh, the the lost, you know, the lost pipe smoker who who's you know, been actually, rejected by the local pipe shop or something. Yeah, the 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 we have had folks, you know, chime in on uh, pipe shop fails stuff, their own experiences. We probably need a pipe shop fails episode that's like listener driven, you know, kind of like we yeah. do with, uh, oh, with some of our other that. content. So that actually would be um, let, let's put that on the docket, Bo. That needs to that yeah. needs to go up there. I'm sure we'd have a lot of fun with that one. <laughs> All right, I'm blasting that on social media this week. We, I'd love to hear some of the stories come out. But uh, hey, we. We'd love to hear from you. Of course, the way to connect with us on social media, we got Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash country squire radio. Twitter is a great place as well. You can follow me. I'm at the real Bo York. 
I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. And the show's handle is at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, John David, man, this was a good one. Dude, I had fun, man. It's good uh, kind of going back in time and, you know, thinking about your own first experiences and, um, you know, what you would pass along to folks that are going to have their first pipe shop experience. And, um, and and then also seeing folks come through our shop today and kind of, you know, getting some ideas on what their uh, what their thoughts are when they first come in. So um, hopefully that benefited someone. And, um, and if you've been to pipe shops all your life and are going to keep going to them, uh, man, please do and, and generate, uh, you know, some interest in that community and, uh, and add to the experience. Yes, sir. Well, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.